You're listening to the A Scully Cast, brought to you by www.ascully.com. And here are your hosts, A Scully and Sid Talk. Hello, Sid Talk. Happy Hello. Halloween. Hello. I'm going to do some Halloween um, stuff. You ready? Ooh. You hear my spooky typing in the background? <laughs> Are you scared? No. You should be. You should be. be Look great. at my advice for later. You know what I'm doing with this noise? Ooh. Guess what I'm doing? Uh, Redefining horror. Oh <laughs> Said who? Exactly. <laughs> That's a personal... Look at my idea. advice for today and you'll see what I'm going to say. She says, don't give children sweets when it's trick-or-treat. <laughs> That's what I say, <laughs> It is actually, um, I don't think this podcast has ever felt actually on Halloween. We've had a Halloween thing. We usually do a horror movie for the Halloween week, but I don't think it ever felt on the 31st this year. They'd have to come around every seven years or so. Yeah. So, <laughs> what was the before the after this show discussion? Nothing. We just sat No, it was. Sat in silence. That's not true. We, uh... I got some gifts for the children. You that did? children who like candy won't like. No. Somebody last year, there was some ungrateful kid last year. He said, what's that? Yeah. Because well, you gave look like... look in it when you get home. You gave some nice little packets with... Because... Um, like a drawing pad and a pencil and a sticker and a thing. Because our opinion is like, everybody gives candy, so why not give something different? And why, you know, stop them having bad teeth and stuff. Oh, I don't stuff. care about the teeth. You care right. about their... You give a shit. I don't give a shit. And I don't think by eating candy on Halloween it's going to give you bad teeth. I don't think anything like that. I just think that if... When I was a kid, yes, I loved my candy. Trust me. I would gather up every ounce of sugar and chocolate that could be found in the neighborhood and eat it all in one go. T- trust me. I, and I would still probably do that if I went trick-or-treating as an adult. However, I would also have, if I looked through my bag, been like... <gasps> Pencil something different, paper yeah. and, or a yo-yo or something. I would have been just as happy. As long as I get, uh, as long as it, as long as everybody doesn't stop giving candy, then I think it's fun to have a bag of stuff when you get home. Because we had some like candy. foam pumpkins in mm-hmm. last year. And this year you got some. Glow-in-the-dark tattoos. Yeah, which if you've, you know. I've got a tattoo artist here. We're going to pin them all. We're going to poke them all. <laughs> you can only eat so many candies. And then when you get in the box and go, oh, what's this? It's not candy. And then yeah. you play with it. It looks like candy, though. I hope they don't think it's an edible It does tattoo. say do not eat on the bar. <laughs> yeah. And it's only pieces of paper. So. And there's only 48. And last year we only had about 40. Mm-hmm. So, because I made that many little packets and gave them away. So this year, hopefully, a lot will be going off as soon as the last one's given away. True. Sometimes they come in packs of like 10. They do. And just get wiped out. They have funny costumes. You know. So. Kind of funny. It is. Yeah, hopefully there's a BB-8 droid this year. Somebody comes dressed as one. Well. Nobody knows what that is. They do. No. Kids know what Star Wars is. They don't know what that is yet. Oh, they do. They've seen it. They've seen all the trailers. So, it is Saturday, October the 31st, Hallow's Eve. All Hallow's Eve. And this is after the show, number 399. The movie we're looking at this week, because it is a horror movie... We need theremin in the back. Is <laughs> the gallows? It's a two- Spenguli will be having a great night tonight. Spenguli's on Saturday night on Me Too. Nobody knows what you're talking about. 
He's a guy who hosts, like, every Saturday night, like, old horror movies, you know, when he dresses up in his weird little costume. Sven Gulli. Just look him up. But tonight's actually Halloween. That's, like, I don't think he's live, obviously. But, I mean, come on. Okay, so there's my little plug for Sven Gulli. He's, he's crazy and weird and funny. Just, like... There's more than one of him, right? No, it's one Sven Gulli, and there's other others. Right, let me, let me explain. Also, there's another one. My favorite director is Paul Thomas Anderson. And... If you know his films, you probably do. You might not know this. His father was, was one, of those guys. one of those guys. Like it's a, like a late night host, like what uh, Elvira used to be. So yeah, exactly. You'd show like you know Mars, giant women from Mars or whatever, like old black and white. Non- and they dress up. Yep, and they dress up in a weird costume. And at the commercial breaks, they do little skits and do like trivia weird about movies. Yeah, Paul Thomas Anderson's father was Gulati. And that's why Paul Thomas Anderson's film company is the Gulati Films. Right. But and this guy is called Sven Gulli. Yeah, and they're all they're all the same thing. It's it, cheesy, it's a, but I love it. I yeah. love watching. And regardless of what the movie is, it could be Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein's son. I don't care. I just <laughs> I will watch it because I know that he's going to be kind of funny. So back onto the topic, we're watching the or we watched The Gallows this week. It's a 2015 movie released on Blu-ray now. It's rated R for restricted. And it's from our friends at Warner Brothers. And Sid Talk, give us the short synopsis of The Gallows. What do you mean short? short. Are you trying to rein me in? No, it doesn't need to be the review. Just the synopsis. Okay, think of the title. And we know it's horror. There you go. Okay. <laughs> it is a high school potentially haunted by a dead kid. Yep. <laughs> Yes. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what else. There's a. Uh, there was. What I like. That's good. That's oh, good. moving That's on. Good. Yeah, let's go into the review. Okay. So the gallows. Well, I knew, I hadn't even seen a trailer for this movie. Had you? No. So I didn't know what. I mean, it was quite. It was. Uh, it came out just before summer, and I think it was actually a, quite a hit in the theaters um, because there hadn't been a horror movie for a while, and this one came along, just caught people. So, what did you think of the gallows? Ooh. <gasps> The gallows. <laughs> I'm distracted by what's on Spinguli tonight. <gasps> it's Boris Karloff's. Now, this is too late for you people, but Boris Karloff's original Frankenstein will be on tonight, and you it will have missed it because it'll be not tonight. But um, I enjoyed it to some degree because I thought to myself, in my old high school, which has now been demolished because I'm so fucking old. There's your F word for the, for the night. Um, if I'd been there at night with all the lights off, I had all the same trappings that they did. Long hallways with some lockers, stairways that kind of wind around. There had to be an attic. I know there was a basement because we had classes in the basement and the toilets. It was all creepy as hell in the daytime. It had to have noises. Upstairs, the library, that big long hall, if you'd turned off all the lights and walk, it would have had that same because in the daytime, it just sounded like the whole place was falling apart. So, from that perspective, I kept thinking, that would be creepy as hell. So, that helped me feel a little creeped out by all the little fake scares, you know, that There's came There's a lot of those in here. And it? I enjoyed the... That's it, really. The big concept of it. A school where kids are trapped. And it's not like a Hollywooded up school, either. This looks like they really yes. went to a school. They did. They did. Yeah. Oh, we find out later. And, um, or from the extras. And it's not faked school it's not a fake attic it's like the real deal and you can tell you feel like holy shit would i go up there now i don't get scared very easy 
But if friends were around me and it was dark and we were like, oh my God, oh my God, did you hear that? Did you, okay, shh, did you hear that? And then that would scare you, right? So that, I was behind. Everything else, like the story, the acting. Some of the special effects were good because it was totally just the creep factor. It wasn't like special effects or anything. It was like the camera turns away and comes back and there's a noose. And it wasn't there and, you know, that's easy enough to do, but it kind of... I like that vibe. Now, now this movie is another one of those filmed with cell phone type of movies. Yeah. Like we saw Project Almanac recently. Um, it's another one of those. Um, they're getting a bit old. Those ty- it's, it's, it's an old style of... I mean, it's... Shit. Um, I thought it was particularly well done here. It wasn't it was. annoying. It wasn't waggly all the time. It, it was actually quite well what done. What was annoying were the people. Yeah, no. Actually, even actually I have got a complaint about the. Uh, let me say, this is a one of those. What do you call it? What is the genre? Found footage? Because is it found footage? Found footage horror, and the subgenre would be found footage. Yeah. Right. Because yes. when you look them up, you'll find them like that. So yeah. it is that, which, when it started off, it started off showing you the, the school a school play from this old footage, and I thought this is pretty cool. This is exactly like a school play because we've seen school plays. <laughs> yes, it was a school play. And then when it cuts to, like, oh, and I was like, oh, this is going to be found footage. I didn't even realize it was going to be. I thought this was just the intro, and then we'd go to a regular movie. And I was like, oh, it's a bit old. You know, I can see what's going to happen. And it was, they said in the extras that they they gave them a rough outline and let them act it out um, because that feels more natural. And I disagree because it felt unnatural when they were talking to each oh, other. Oh, totally. Like, dur- like during the horror scenes later on, it was okay. That felt all right. But when they were just sat around talking at the beginning, I was like, this sound- this feels really bogus. Like- it did. And the-, the-, the dude who's holding the camera, the jerky dude, he's doing like a narration. Like he's kind of a bully. And he's doing this narration. And the narration's like, it was written down. Like it didn't yeah. sound like, they didn't say, you know, apparently they did say to him. You know, just say what you might say and let's see if You're that the works. Jerk. Yeah. But that didn't it didn't feel like that to no. me. It felt really staged. So that part I I was But like, the guys oh. are kinda of cheesy anyway, I think, so they didn't catch that it seemed really No. Poorly act the only the part well, the two girls I thought were actually quite good. They had the better Sometimes. end of yes. The blonde I thought was good the whole time. I don't her name was uh, Cassidy. Yeah. And um the other girl was good because she was exact. You said every school play troupe has that girl. Yeah, that girl, yeah. And she did it exactly right, where she's like, thank you all so much for being a part of this play, as if she's the only reason this yeah. school play exists. And we've seen those yeah. girls. And, at our and, and it's always a bit eye-rolling when they start doing <laughs> yes, it. Yes, and it's yeah. like they are the st- you know they are the Angelina Jolie of yeah. the set. Like, and thank you to all my <laughs> classmates for making me who I am. Thank you for being you know supporting <laughs> me and whatever. And she did that. Not over the top either. It was exactly right. Now, her fear also, I thought, was really good. Mo- almost all the time. But the boys were just too much. But you know why? Because those director dudes... Stereotypes. No. Those director dudes are like that a little bit. They're kind of yeah. like yuck it up and they like to scare everybody and they're kind of full of shit. And I think they didn't tune in to the fact that those guys seemed so... that If those had been done well... Like the conversations and the fear and then those moments of like when they're supposed to be terrified and they're actually having a conversation. It's just so bad. If that had been good, the whole thing would have been... Now, the story I still think is completely lame. Well, for me, there are, for me in general, this movie, there are some really good moments in it, like good moments. Um, but overall, 
like as a whole it kind of failed for me because it didn't scare me at all. Like, I wasn't scared once. And, and this, well, I jumped once, but it wasn't because I was scared. It was one of those, um, in fact, it was a stupid, lame scare. It was the dude. It was a camera pointed in his room for an extended period of time. And then he pops up in front of the camera, like, when you don't expect it. Now, that's not really a scare anyway, is it? It's just a stupid... Um, fake scare. Fake scare, yeah. So, the most of the movie, I it's not... It doesn't scare me, even though it's supposed to. Like, we're in a pitch-black corridor. We've got the night vision on on the camera. Something's making a noise over there. There's some scared kids. That's the whole, That's a good setup for being a scary, tense situation. But I was never really that tense with it. Even when the protagonist was right up on them, I was mm-hmm. more like, I just want to have a look at him. I wasn't like, I'm scared of him. I'm like, hey, let me have a look at him. Show him some more. Cause they the only times are scary to me is... And it would be in life as well when you're in a room and it is dark, like in our own little house, (laughs) perfectly safe. I don't believe in any kind of spirits or anything like that. Ghosts of any kind, nothing supernatural of any way, shape or form. So don't get me wrong on this. But sometimes when you, like if you're in bed and I've been falling asleep on the couch, turn off all the lights and I'm walking down the hall and I go around the corner and I get this like, shit. Like then I'm like, is he? Are you standing? Because the room, the door ends up being like black hole. Like it's solid black. Yeah, you can't black. see nothing. Can you? And I'm like, is he standing right there? And I'll like reach my hand out, and I'm like, okay, it's just breathing over there. But it, fe- I, fe- because your mind is like, what's in front of me? What's in front of me? So those scares were like the girls in the red, the light, and then there's somebody like there, but they're not. That gives me that feeling. So I don't know if that's scared or just like, oh, if I, I was it, in that situation, I would feel that creepy weirdness. I think it was well designed and well executed. I it just, had good moments. For me, it didn't make me scared. Her but, moment was my favorite in the whole movie. Absolutely the But favorite. there is a moment where it goes, where the screen goes, it's a red, we'll just say the red scene. Mm-hmm. And it's probably in the trailers. I can't imagine it not being. Yeah. But that scene... I was almost like, wow, that this whole movie, that is worth it. Like, because it was a cool yes. scene. If that one, like it, if that had set the standard for all yeah. the other skits, well, the one where he, yeah, but both of hers. But, were the, but the one that the particular that red scene, I didn't expect what happened, and it was very well executed. I was like, oh, whoa! I wish there was more of this. Like, this is good. Yeah. So I don't know if that was the good idea they had, and then they kind of extended it all to get that in there. There's one thing I kind of missed, and this is me falling for the formulas of horror movies, or any movies where there's action and something bad happens. But there's nobody who is a problem solver. There's nobody who's Mr. Fix-It. There's nobody who is brave. No. There's nobody who's... Well, there's the guy who tries to go up the ladder. I mean, he tries he's to... He's not, but that's not... He's not yeah. the brave one, though. That no. I mean, there's no character who either rises to the occasion or like there's no story about any of the people i mean we discover something about somebody but there's no that's where it feels like again i'm trying to go i don't like formulas necessarily but when you're telling a story about a group of people and a thing that's happening if the thing just happens and nothing else there's nothing else to it I feel like it's a little bit empty calories. Yeah, it is empty. And the whole thing is really about atmosphere and trying to make Because if you you'd scared. built up the, you know... Yeah. And hinted at it throughout, and then you start getting this weird, like, oh, mm, what? It would have been more satisfying than just like, oh, right. No, I believe <laughs> this was quite a success. And I can see why it would be a success, because, you know, 
a um, cinema full of high school, that, that age, students, would be generally scared of this movie. You know, more, we've seen lots of horror movies, right? It takes a lot to scare me, for instance. I don't know about you. I'll get a, a jump scare will get me every time. Yes. But an actual, like, oh, I'm really creeped out by this. It takes quite a lot for that. So this would never do that for me, but it would do it for a certain audience. Like, it is pretty, of course. It is pretty intense. But I said to you at the end, this is rated R. I, I'm puzzled, really, as to why it's an R, because we watched I Spit on Your Grave recently, and that was uh, R rated. <laughs> and you can feel an R rating on that movie. You're watching it and you're like, holy shit, I, I'm surprised it's even got an R rating. Yes, This exactly. one, I'm like, well, it's not even... What what was it that took it over the edge to make it an R rating? Because it's not gruesome. It's not sexual. It's not sexual, no, at all. There's hardly, There's any, hardly any language. And only thing there is, is it's intense. And that doesn't make the it The only thing I can think of is if the ratings board say these kids, these girls, these boys seem like girls and boys. They seem underage. Mm. And now we're having violent things happen to them. Mm. So we need to... But even the violent things that happen in this movie are so brief and like not really... Yeah. It's very brief. Like it's quick. It's not like, oh, here's somebody's guts hanging out. Like The Walking Dead. Yeah. <laughs> it's and like, that's not rated R. That's on TV. I know, exactly. That's a TV 14, right? <laughs> yeah. So I, did, I didn't get why this was an R. I would... You know, high school students could easily watch this and it not... And I think they might have lost some money making it an R in the theatres because there's plenty of younger ones who would uh, like a horror movie. Wait, wait, that's why they shouldn't see it. I don't know. I don't know. It was, it was a bit weird to me that it was that. But overall, I liked what they were trying to do and I liked the vibe. You know, and it's Halloween, so it's a good day to watch a horror movie. But I don't think it fully succeeded for me. It was, when you say empty calories, yeah, that's what it feels like. Like the story, which there is a little story, and it is a little story. It's almost like there's probably two pages of a story. Of of the if actual because there's no yeah substance to it yeah at there's all. no it, you can't there's nothing to like surprise you really aside from ooh but there's a kind of a twisty thing where I was like what nobody figured that out no shit that yeah. is my that lost all credibility for me like instantly I was like oh my there's god there's something that happens are these right jokers in the who are making this movie thinking we're so stupid yeah gullible like that a teenage boy who's apparently a senior. Yeah. I think that's how they're portraying him because he's a football guy, but he switched over to drama. Da, da, da. Hasn't noticed. I'm just going to... Should I say? Yeah, spoilers. Spoiler alert, if yeah. it matters. Well, there's a photograph in the case. You know, every school has cases. There's the sporting one and the drama one and the academic case, and you know, with the display of and awards we, we and stuff. We didn't say earlier what happened. What, what the gal... Why? No, I won't say it. I'm no. not going to say it now. I'm just saying there's a photograph... Of mm-hmm. a cast of a play. And in that photograph, you can see everybody's faces very clearly. Nobody's smudged or hidden behind anybody. And at some point, one of the boys, looks at for the whatever photo. reason, decides he has to go look at this photograph one more time. And it's exactly the same as it was before. And he goes, oh, that's my father. And he's look, this photo has been in his school, his entire school. Like, 20 years. And, and everybody's obsessed with it. Something happened. Yeah. And people are into that photo. And they're, well, they're into not that obsessed kit. with the photo, right? I mean, it's they're into there. the incident that happened. People have talked about the yeah. incident. It's not like you would be So unaware. then you're like, what? It's not like if the photo had had the face sort of obscured or behind. Yeah, or half covered. Or scratched or... off and then you he pieced it together somehow. But then. I mean, that was. Plus, we meet the father. It was actually su- it was again. actually supposed to be a twist. 
Yeah. And to me, I was like, how is that a twist? And if that's a twist, how does it... Then what is the thing that's happening? Yeah, that's what I mean. It feels like the actual concept... Um, the the actual written part of it is on like two napkins in a diner, <laughs> and that you know if you went to question them, oh, so what was this and what was that and what happened before that? They, they, they say, wouldn't know. We just thought they. that'd be cool. Yeah, they're just like, no, we wanted to get to the red room and have that thing happen. <laughs> you know, like we we it's about visuals for us because I, I believe that's yeah. what it is. So don't get hung up on the story because it is kind of naff. The story to me, it feels Absolutely. just like nothing. You know, feels like an. I was watching Scream Queens the other day. Uh, I don't watch Scream Queens. It just happened to be on. And that felt like like a lightweight kind of story. And this felt more lightweight than that did. So this is more about the atmosphere and trying to make you scared. Didn't didn't do it to me. But I could imagine it would do it. If you're, I know people who won't watch horror films because they scare them to death. This would scare those people to death. So, well, not Because of the atmosphere. <laughs> yeah. If you play it loud and you watch it on a big screen like we did... There's going to be parts where you kind of get... It's because they think they're easily fooled. Mm -hmm. So, moving on to the cast here. And these are a cast of people you don't know. So, I'll just run through them quickly. Uh, Reese uh, Mischler plays Reese Hauser. Pfeiffer Brown plays Pfeiffer Ross. Ryan Shoes plays Ryan Shoes. Cassidy Gifford plays Cassidy Spiker. And Travis Clough plays Mr... Shadelman, he's actually one of the directors. He plays the uh, teacher, the yep. one teacher in the thing. Now, when I just go through those people, the stereotype characters, there's a cheerleader, there's a jock, there's a jock-turned-actor, which which is a little bit away from a stereotype, but that's interesting. I thought that, that was the interesting one out of them all. And there is a drama girl, like super, I'm the best at drama kind of girl. And those are your four characters. And they are stereotypes. They act like stereotypes the entire time. Yes. And they also don't act very well in the first portion of the movie, I thought. When they had to be... When it's like not a horror movie, because it isn't at the beginning. It's more of a, hey, look, we're in high school. Everybody's cool. And and let's see how this high school runs day to day. Oh, and let's look at the play a little bit. Before it became a horror film, I thought they were all terrible. Yeah. Then when it became a horror film, the... uh, Cassidy Gifford, she actually went really good. Yep. Like she was like, oh, I'm really into this. And the kind of, the jockish guy with the camera, even though I hate him, his character, he he actually had some good moments too. And so did the, um, they all kind of turned it on a little bit. But there was, when the director said in those extras, oh, this is like, we, we did this naturalistic thing. We told them just to, yeah. here's the vibe. And no, there was no way that that was no. happening. Well, it, just it might have, but fake. it didn't work. Yeah. It felt really fake. Like, it felt like, you stand there, you stand there, say this, say that. That's how it felt to me. But, um, so I can't really comment on acting, because it's it's a weird thing. It's, it is. You know the bit where they had to act as though they're in a school play? They were really good. Because I've seen a school play, and I was like, well, that's kind of acting it. <laughs> yeah, but school play. that's not good. No, that's that what I mean. That's the level so, of acting. Yeah, I'm, so I'm saying that, yeah, that is... They fit perfectly as high school, you know, drama actors. But then when it's like, when it gets into the film and you've got to go beyond that, they don't really. But I can't, I don't know if that's all you need for this kind of story. It Would it be on better? With, it. You know, Project Almanac, for instance, it's not a horror movie, but it uses high schoolers. I think they felt better, those. They weren't kind of as stiff. 
it felt more like, oh, there's a group of friends interacting with each other. Kind Which of. Is this didn't. Kind of. Yeah, I think it felt better than this, though. This felt like a group of actors interacting with each other, trying really hard to be yeah, actors. Yeah, because they're... Okay, because the director-writer guys are kind of youngish, and they've got this young cast, and they're putting an awful lot of responsibility in their hands. Because if they think that turned out well, that their performances were good, and all of their um, off-the-cuff, every act, all that dialogue was good, then they're being misled. Yeah. But someone needs to tell them, this wasn't a good example of that. <laughs> this isn't a... But then someone else might disagree. Yeah, I think people would disagree. I, I just think... It depends what standard you hold something to. But you to. could sit there and go, I could actually I could actually act that way. Yeah. I mean, to that level. Yeah, it's not none of it's anything special in the in terms of acting. Mm-mm. Um and just wanted to point out, I didn't know this, but you figured it out. Um Cassidy Gifford is actually Kathy Lee Gifford's daughter. Mm-hmm. Um and she she's actually my favourite one in this whole in this thing. She was the one who I was like, eh, I'm convinced she is who she is. Mm-hmm. So, you know, she did all right. Aside from at the beginning. Uh, director, this is a double director job. And it's uh, Travis Clough and Chris Loafing. And they've done nothing else. They've done, you know, some student films and stuff. But this is actually the first film. And I admired them a bit more after watching the extras. And the extras are actually pretty good on this Blu-ray. Um, there's a sit-down with them. And, you know, they're young. One of them's particularly young. And they've got a vision, and they're a film student. He just, you know, graduated from film school. And this kind of it was like a side project. They would do. They made this movie. This is the interesting part about the making of this. They made this movie on their own, and it, the original version is included on the Blu-ray, which is really. <laughs> and also, a lot of the original movie is in the movie. Yeah, it's really a good. It's good actually. So you get the original movie as well as the Hollywood version of this movie. Now, they're not actually that much different because how they did this was they made a movie uh, while they were film students. They shopped it around and said, you know, as an idea. They made a trailer and they and it kind of got some buzz. And then somebody approached them and said, we really like the movie that you've got. It's like an hour and 20 minutes. We want to take it and you can do some more reshoots and, you know, make it better, like make it more... Like it would fit in a movie theatre rather than just a, you know, straight to DVD thing. So they actually, after the fact, went back and recorded more stuff. So the end result, the movie you see, is a lot of this original movie they made with their cell phones. And a camera. It wasn't just cell phones. Yeah, with a camera and stuff. But I mean, but then interspersed with some new footage that they did. And I couldn't tell. It didn't feel like that had happened to it. So they did a good job with that. And you can go back and watch the original version on here. And we did watch some of it. And, you know, it differs. There there are differences, but it doesn't look different. It's the same style. You know, it all fits. So you can, you get quite a good behind the scenes with these two guys. And they walk around the Warner Brothers lot. There's a gag reel. Like I say, there's two versions of the movie. And there's these um, featurettes. So it is pretty good in terms of extras. Uh, I appreciate it a bit more afterwards where I was like, wow, these are some guys who really just wanted to I make a know. film. I don't know. I appreciate it less. And I don't know why. See, I liked it a bit more because I was like, wow. this." I feel these... like they were trying every trick they could think of to make a movie that would get attention and not a movie that's like a good movie. I did get that vibe a little bit when they said, And that well, always makes me like, ugh. They said, um, one of the things they said was, 
Yeah, well, this was two. It's two thousand and eleven when we made the movie and Paranormal Activity and all those kind of movies. That's the reason we chose to do the. Well, no, he said we thought we could make it better, like reinvigorate the genre yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah, I was like, ugh. But so why? It's... Because it's cheap and easy. Not because it's a stylistic choice that has any any merit whatsoever. Yeah, and the studios obviously love it because Paranormal Activity made like, you know, a gazillion dollars and it cost them barely, you know, they filmed it on webcams and they filmed it on nanny cams. It's like, um, it's a no-brainer for a movie studio. Have you watched any of them? No. I I mean, I've seen the trailers, but I mean, it's all filmed from um, nanny cams, the first one. Um, which is very cheap <laughs> and you do a few special effects and you know you throw in some spooky noises and stuff and you've paid very little and it took off so that is cool for this movie studios and I, I guess that yeah you're right this is what they were trying to do here um, these two but I did feel like they had enthusiasm for what they're doing I'd be interested to see what they do next I felt like they had enthusiasm to be Hollywood bigwigs or you know like they important want they want mm. to be important and I don't usually value that necessarily so so um in conclusion on the gallows i think it's a good blu-ray to be honest i think it's got some if you liked this movie and maybe you saw it in the theaters there's some good behind the scenes and to see that original version i think it's interesting if you're especially interested in how films are constructed this one's like an interesting i'd never heard of that before where somebody makes the film and then somebody goes hey we like that film can we make it better and oh, then, probably happens all the time yeah but this seemed it. this seemed like a you know interesting because it's so low budget anyway. Because this can't be a high... It's not very... It didn't cost them much, did it? Even they said. Yeah. It didn't... This... When you're filming on iPhones and you're filming on, you know, cheap digital cameras it, 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 and you're doing it in a school, there's no set being built or anything. You're just running around a school being in the dark. So uh, what do you think? What do you mean, what do I think? What's your conclusion? I think it's fine, but not necessarily if you're a massive adult. <laughs> adult-ish you know I don't know you have to be super highly sensitive to actually be afraid of this movie because the hokiness of the what's supposed to be scary is so nothing but if you're 16 and you go to a big old school and you're with a bunch of friends who go <gasps> oh my god oh my god then and unfortunately you might... you're too young to see it <laughs> well no you're not not if mom buys you the DVD yeah. so, um, or the Blu-ray or go in the store and buy it. Um, so I think it's a good. I think it's, it's a not good a good movie. It's no. not quality. It's not got a good story. It's not got good acting. It has enough vibe that I liked. Yeah, the atmosphere is good. And the girl, the Gifford young lady, was good. And, and, the, and the scene that is it the red scene, I will call it, and the, <laughs> the cover of the box is the red yeah. scene. Is unfortunately that doesn't lift up the whole rest of the movie. No, but it's a it's a quite a, it's a very effective. I was like, wow, this is effective. If I was, if I was that dude and I hadn't made this movie yet, and you know, and they said we made a trailer to try and get people interested, I would ju- just have made that scene and showed that scene, and I think that would be enough to for people to go, oh, yeah. But that then is. that's it. Well, and then try and keep that quality up throughout. Oh yeah, it. yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, thanks to Warner Brothers for our spooky uh, Halloween Blu-ray. And if you want to enter a contest, you can win a copy of the uh, Lego Brickumentary. If you're inter- interested in Lego, how Lego is built and how Lego is built on a grand scale, like at the Lego World, you can Legoland. You can uh, see that all well, in the documentary. You can win that on aschoolie.com now. Next week's Blu-ray review is Southpaw, starring Mr. Jake Gyllenhaal, and uh, we'll be looking at that next week. So movie recommendations. I am going with 
I was thinking of recent horror movies, not going back in time, like because I've recommended old ones before. I was thinking recent horror movies that I thought were very effective and actually worked. My first one was The Conjuring, not Annabelle. The Conjuring. The Conjuring? Yeah. And um, With an O? That is a very well-made, spooky film that actually is unnerving and has some scenes in it that are like, oh, that's pretty, you know... Liked... No, I can't. I can't agree that it's a really good movie. I, I. It was it's got a lot of creepy moments. Yeah, I like. I like. I like how it's. Um, it's the seventies, isn't it? It's. It's. I find it creepy that house. Uh, there's some stuff that happens around that hallway that's just weird little stuff that like freak me out. I thought it was really good. That, um, and they make they're making a. But secret. again, the story doesn't back it up. As it's more much of as... like a uh, haunted house type mm-hmm. of. Um, again. Atmosphere, but the atmosphere is very good. I think it has you know? moments that make your uh, make your shoulders go up. Like uh, if that thing was this, hanging uh, in the corner of the ceiling yeah. of my room, I would be freaking out. I just thought it was well done. And my other one, and this isn't recent memory. Went thinking of it now, but it is more modern and contemporary. Is the Strangers with Liv Tyler? Mm-hmm. Um, there's one scene in that that creeps me the shit out, and I still think of it now. Like, mm-hmm. and it's like, whoa, that is. It's not really a big deal, but it's like, ugh, like, and yes, yeah. It's yeah. Sk- I like the twist at the end. I just like that movie. I just thought it had, that had a good vibe to it. It's not necessarily, I'm shit scared of it. I'm shit scared, to be honest, of something, me personally, more like The Devil's Rejects, where there's that... Yeah, but that's what The Strangers was. Yeah, I know, but like... Um, just people. Where it's just freaking insanely... Yeah, like uh, I Spit on Your Grave. You don't even. think The Strangers were freaking insane, insanely... Uh? Ultimately, it didn't come it... across that way. The Devil's Rejects, where it's really overt and like everything is right out there, that is more scary to me. And that is the follow-up to House of a Thousand Corpses. Yeah, you... which I didn't like as much as the. Devil... I thought the Devil's Rejects was. I really love that. We, movie. There's a story about the Devil's Rejects. We went to the theater. There was about twenty people in there, maybe in the whole yeah. theater. We're maybe ten rows from the back in mm-hmm. the middle. And there's one scene where um, Terry from Three's Company <laughs> is being kind of, sort of terrified by this dude. And he takes the the barrel of his gun and starts to poke it at the top of her underwear. And there's a lady behind us goes, that's enough. And, and she they left. left. <laughs> yeah. Her and her man just got up and left. And, and then, I was like, oh, And then right. the next part of that whole thing is the baby. Somebody brought the baby to that showing and the baby was crying. Uh, they didn't really cry much. But we were just like, Bust why did they, they brought the baby yeah, at midnight to the because yeah. uh, we went to the midnight show. It wasn't even a baby; it was like a little toddler. Yep. So then you'd be like, "Don't worry, don't look at the screen. Whatever horrible thing you're gonna see." <laughs> that was weird. But yeah, I'm, I'll recommend that one as well because it is really cool. That's Rob Zombie's The uh, Devil's Rejects. And you have mine are a little more boring because you're like, "Oh, I don't want to pull up old ones." But I think when I watched it, I'm not saying it still would do it now. When I watched Halloween 3, which really doesn't have anything to do with... Is that season of The Witch? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. What was creepy about it is that kids wore the mask, and they're watching TV, and at a certain hour on the certain day, this thing was going to happen, the signal was going to go through and and interact with the mask, which is way ahead of its time, like a radio Wi-Fi signal of some kind. Yes. And turn... I don't want to spoil it, but I'm going to spoil it. Halloween 3. Don't watch it if you... I mean, don't listen if you want, don't want to ruin it. But it would then, like, turn your turn your head, your brain, into, like, snakes and worms and goo. And, like... I don't even remember the point of that, why that was happening. But at the time, 
I remember just being like, because you had poltergeist where, you know, where the little girl puts her hand on the TV and it's like, they're here. And then these are kids that are sitting sort of zombified in front of the TV. They're getting hypnotized by the signal in the TV and they're, they got all these weird pumpkin masks on their head. And I was, and I wasn't a kid or anything. I mean, I was teenager, late teens probably. And yet it just made me like, oh, and I watched it in years pat later. Yeah, probably not as effective. No. Um, that part still creeped me out a little bit, but <gasps> also bored me so bad I'm going to yawn. And then my other one is uh, Beetlejuice, 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 because I haven't watched it for years. And I need to watch it because it's just kind of it's uh, of its time for sure. But I loved it. I love it. These are not recommendations here now, what I'm about to mention, but they are of noteworthy for today. And one of them is because I'm looking at Twitter now and Robert oh. Rodriguez has posted. <laughs> and um, Dust Till Dawn, the series. It, TV show. It, it finished this week, so the final episode. I thought it was an excellent finale to it. If you haven't watched this show, you should, if you like horror movies. Uh, and if you like Dust Till Dawn especially, because... Robert Rodriguez over the last two years. I don't know years. if that's a fair statement. You always think if someone likes horror, they're going to like it. I disagree. I think well, you if, you, if you like a, of Dust Till Dawn, and I'm sure, I think there are people who liked Dust Till Dawn, which was a movie from the 90s, and don't realize that this show is even There's going to be people who love that movie and will hate the show, and there are going to be people who love the show and hate the movie. Yeah, well, so. I'm a, I'm um, a fan of both. And If uh, you like Robert Rodriguez... Yeah. You might like this. I wouldn't say you will, but you might because it's very of his theme, like Machete and Spy Kids. And You'll recognize <laughs> all a lot of the faces in there. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I thought this was an excellent well, finale. One of the faces from Machete. Only no, one. I mean from his movies. Yeah. He brings a, brings a lot of his people. Uh, Uncle Eddie was one of them. Um, so there's two. Yep. Uh, Everybody else was replaced. No, that guy, the... the the guy who takes the faces off and puts them on his uh, coat, he's from um, El Mariachi. Mm, never seen it. Uh, you've not seen that one? There's, mm. there's three of those. Once Upon a Time in Mexico, no. El Mariachi and El Mariachi 2. That was how he started. Uh, Antonio Banderas is El Mariachi. And he's, uh, he's a, like a machete guy, but he's a mariachi with Younger. a... <laughs> he's a mariachi dude with a... Um, guitar case and the guitar case contains all these weapons and he's right. like a badass like that's what it is um but yeah it's a cool show from dust till dawn the series just finished his second season it's actually been renewed for a third season so and it's on el rey network which i'm sure a lot of people don't even know what that is it's robert rodriguez's own network but you can catch the first season on netflix and the second season's coming to netflix as well soon so uh and the other one Talking of horror starts tonight, and that is Ash versus the Evil Dead, which I've been waiting a long time for. An All Evil your Dead. life. Um, I love the Evil Dead. I think it's fantastic. All of them. I, I love um, Army of Darkness, especially. I, I like the, I like the comedy and the horror. I just think it's really interesting. Uh, I watched it. I watched it in the. Thi- you know, <laughs> it's funny. It's an interesting cinema story. The Army of Darkness. I was a super fan of the first two movies. I've watched them so much. And I knew, and it was the day before the internet, Army of Darkness. Uh, Fangora magazine. I saw it in the newsagents and it said, uh, New Evil Dead coming, Army of Darkness. And it had a picture of Ash holding his boomstick. And I was like, no way, that's coming to the cinemas? Like, that was the first I saw of it. 
Then I kept like looking in the paper all the time, like what's coming next week, what's coming next week. And then I saw it and it was in one cinema in my area, in Manchester. And I got tickets and I went. Nobody would come with me because nobody had heard of what it was. I went on my own and I go, in, go to the cinema and they say, yeah, it's up here. It's in, it's in cinema three. And you've walked up these stairs. You walked into this room and I'm not joking. It was a television. It wasn't a cinema, this room. <laughs> It was a television. It was like a biggish television, like 32 inch. Right. There was about six chairs in the room, right? That was the showing of this movie. <laughs> and I was like, they're taking the piss. This has got to be a joke. Like in a minute, the, this will be an introduction on this sit and then they will pull the screen back. Nope, the movie was on this television. And I paid to watch it that way. I don't know. And it wasn't surround sound. Was it or? packed house? Was it, it packed Every house? seat was full. There wasn't many seats. Did you talk to anyone? I bet there was... Did anyone else say, like, this is weird? Yeah. Did they know? That was the whole thing. We were all sat there going, what is this? <laughs> all dudes. Let me guess. Six guys. There was, there was some girls. Really? With guys? Yeah. But it was weird. I'm that... sexist, I'm just saying. And it was a cinema I'd never been to before, and it did have real cinemas. It was just they put this movie that nobody had heard of in this third one. And I remember sitting there, and I loved it. It was, a you know, Army of Darkness. And I remember coming out of it going, holy crap, that was good. I wish I could see it on the big screen. But I never did because there was no way of seeing it because it was so... You have seen it now on a bigger screen because we watched it on yeah. ours. But it was so minuscule, that movie. I mean, Evil Dead's were really big on home video, but nobody turned up for this. So that's how I saw it. Um, but anyway, off topic. Ash it's not versus... off topic. That's a movie story. Ash versus Evil Dead starts tonight on Stars, And it's a 10-part... You could call it the next Evil Dead movie, really, because that's what... Um, you know, Sam Raimi said it was going to be a movie for years, the same script. They kept thinking, should we make it? Should we make it? They kept doing other things. He did Spider-Man. And then eventually they got to the point where they looked at it and said, well, we can't really tell the whole story in two hours. So let's look at television series. And then they said they looked and they were like, wow, like Game of Thrones, these things, they're like big budget things. And, you know, you can do more on television now with these pay networks. So think of it as a new Evil Dead movie. It's like a five-hour Evil Dead movie. But um, it's on Stars tonight, which is perfect, Halloween night. And it's all also been renewed before it even aired. So you're going to get a second season of it, which is cool. Um, and it stars Mr. Bruce Campbell and Xena the Warrior Princess lady. That with Lucy Lawless. So they've worked together before, but they're working again. So, um, yeah, I'm excited to see it. So that is Halloween stuff. She's also married to the guy who made Evil Dead with Sam Raimi, just so you know. You mean his brother? No, Ted. the other guy. There's another guy. Yes, that, that producer guy. Whatever. I'm just saying. She's been around for the whole shebang as well. Yeah. Yeah, they've always been... Yeah, she's always been part of their... They have mm-hmm. directors and people. Sam Raimi directed and wrote yep. Her- Hercules Zena and, and Hercules, Zena. Hercules, yeah. yeah. Um, I need to watch those. I need to get those somehow. He always wanted it. Hercules and Xena to be extremely gruesome. I was reading an interview with him. He wanted them to be that way too, like an evil dead, really. But he could never get away with it. Because it was on general... It was on normal TV, right? Mm-hmm. CBS or something. Um, so that is the Halloween I'm not sure stuff. about that. It might have been Fox or Warner Brothers or something. Like I know that. it was on normal TV. Warner Brothers, I think. It was just... Something like that. It wasn't cable or anything. So, um... That is cable. Warner Brothers isn't a network. Like a oh, ABC, is it? CBS, no. 
So, uh, games and A Scully stuff this week. Um, there was the Paris Games Festival this week, which is basically, uh, it's kind of weird because I've never really heard of it until I was sat there on Tuesday morning and I saw on Twitter, we're going live for the Paris Games Festival uh, Sony conference. And I'm like, what is this? And then I realized it's like E3, but in Paris. It's like the European version of E3, but it's new, newish. But Sony did a full conference like they do at E3. 90-minute conference. Big budget. They had everything there. They were showing all the games. Uh, and they did actually show some new titles. And the two new titles that came out of it were... One, Quantic Dream are making a new game, which is called Detroit. And if you don't know who Quantic Dream are, they're the people who made Heavy Rain and uh, Beyond Two Souls. They're kind of one of my favourite developers. They're, um, what would you call their games? Like, it's like an interactive movie. Cinematic, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's like less about gameplay, more about like choices and like, like The Walking Dead or something like that that Telltale make, but uh, on a bigger budget. Uh, well, they're making a new one called Detroit, and they did show the trailer for it. And I said to you, it's kind of like Humans, the TV show. It looks like it. Yeah. It's a similar concept to that. Uh, but that is coming out on the PS4 exclusively. I think it's they're saying it's end of next year, so it's a while off. But it looked really cool. They also announced at this um, conference, Gran Turismo uh, Sport, it's called. It's not, it's not got a number. But it's the first PS4 Gran Turismo. You know, I love those race, those racing games. and uh, But I never get my hopes up because whenever they announce one, which they did here, it usually takes about four years for it to come to fruition. Like, like last time, they announced a Gran Turismo game when the PS3 came out. And then when the PS3 actually was about to die and the PS4 was about to come out, they put Gran Turismo out. Do you remember? You bought it me for Christmas. So they announced Gran Turismo for the PS3. About four years went by. And then the PS3 was just about to end. Like the PS4 was just about to come out. It was probably about two months before the PS4 came out. And then they put out Gran Turismo on the PS3. The, the Gran Turismo 5. You got it me for Christmas. It was weird. It was like, what? We waited three years and now the console's almost dead and you didn't put it on the new console? It's weird. Well, this time they just announced a new one, so I expect when the PS5 comes out, it'll probably come on the PS4, because he always takes forever to make them. Um, and then the big surprise at this games conference was, and I love this game, Drive Club. Uh, it's on the PS4. I, kinda, I bought it when the PS4 came out. I still go back and play it, because it's a cool racing game. Well, they said on the, in the conference, we're doing an expansion pack for, for Drive Club, and we're adding motorbikes. And uh, instead, of, you know, it's a car game. Riding motorbikes to it, which is a big deal because it's a completely different game when you motorbikes. They said, so that'll be coming and here's the trailer. And they did the trailer and then they said, it's now on the PlayStation Store. And I was like, what? Like, it's now out? Like, you, you've kept this a secret this entire time. Nobody's ever heard of it. And today it's out. And it is out. And I played it. And um, it is really cool. It is not like... Like Drive Club with the cars, motorbikes are very different to cars. They're a lot faster generally. They accelerate really quick. It's hard, you know, you can fall off a motorbike, can't fall off a car. Um, now, the only disappointment I have with it is there's no new tracks. It's the tracks you've been racing in Drive Club all along. It's just there's motorbikes now. Um, so you know all the tracks and the tracks look the same, but the bikes are really fun to race. 
You can race them in multiplayer. You can race cars against bikes and bikes against cars, so it's kind of fun. Like, because uh, generally, in a race, if there's a car and a bike, the bike will usually win because bikes are very, very fast. Whereas cars, they skid and they, you know, bikes just fly. So it's Drive Club bikes. If you're an owner of the season pass of Drive Club, you don't have to pay for it, which I am. So you get it for nothing. It's really cool. So, um, Sid Talk, that is it for this week for me. What is for dinner? Tonight, you're having pizza because you requested the vegetable, non cheese, Amy's roasted onion pizza. Correct. And I'm making myself some tacos, but with a twist, a twist at the end. I, we don't eat meat, and so my filling. You're going to put meat in, that's cr- the twist. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm using the crumbles I got. They're like flavored with some spices and some black beans. And then I put some curry in there. And then I made slaw instead of just lettuce so that you can have slaw with your pizza. And I put slaw on my taco. And I got some avocado. I mean, that's the only twist. My taco is not really like ground beef with taco seasoning and sour cream. I did get some cheese. but uh, And that's it, really. There's not anything else to go. Oh, soup. I got you a can of soup. Very exciting. Maybe some cookies. Sounds like a good Halloween treat. It does. It's supposed to have like tomato soup with um, like dumplings shaped like eyeballs in it or some some gross thing. What do you mean supposed to? Who who makes up these rules? That's the Halloween Really? Like the universe has decided? I'm trying to think. Pizza with like... Until the universe taps on my shoulder and tells me what I'm supposed to eat. Otherwise the entire universe will collapse. And then I will turn to it and say, you know what? It's time to start over. I'm not eating what you're telling me. We're done. Nobody tells me when I can eat whatever I want to eat. And your advice is? Ugh. My advice is don't eat what other people tell you to eat. <laughs> my advice is don't be fooled. By what? Anything. This movie? Was it inspired by anything. this movie? Anything. No, it's just anything. I don't understand. <laughs> now... Maybe you could turn around and point out to me 500 things that I am fooled by or that you think I'm being delude. What, what, I'm going to sneeze. Do I, oh, <coughs> bless. <laughs> See, I don't even believe in that, but I bless you because it's a habit. I'm fooled into blessing Thank you. you. Are you, are yeah, you the Pope? Like I have the, like the power. <laughs> the Pope has the power. <laughs> I bless you. I bless everyone who sneezes. See, that's just one of those bad, bad habits that I don't even know. I don't do it to most people, but... I don't know. Just people are fooled by things. It just, I don't, I, I, I hear, you know, it's mostly religion, but a lot of politics. And then on the daily basis, like, you know, you see meme things or you hear people say shit like, well, when I was a kid, my dad beat me with a belt and that's why I respect people. I mean, they'll say that. And I'm like, really? So if someone hadn't hit you as a child... With some device, violently, to make you cry and give you pain. You would now be, what, a raving lunatic, murderous, rapist, bringing down all of society? Because guess what? I haven't asked my mother again. Did you spank me much? Because I have no recollection of ever being spanked. Not swatted, not grabbed, except by my grandma, who would grab your arm and tug you along. And that would make my mother mad. Because she would say... Now, mom, who was my grandma to her, now, mom, the grandma don't need to be, you know, grabbing your arm or telling you what to do or whatever. She didn't like that. So I think I even she, my mother was here this weekend and I said, 
Did you, did you? And I just don't have, I just didn't, I blew you off. Like, apparently I ignored all of your lessons. She goes, I really didn't. You didn't need it. And I realized after three other kids that you're going to be fine. If I don't hit you, you're going to be fine. And I am a relatively respectful, <laughs> I won't say I'm respectful to every person, because I measure it out, right? I wasn't bullied into pretending to respect everyone. Therefore, I respect the people that I assess deserve respect. I don't act out on my disrespect. I'm just saying, I don't, I'm not, I don't have a fear of people disliking me. I don't worry about not showing the appropriate amount of respect to people who are quote unquote in authority above me or anything. I think about everything. I measure it out. If I'm in the presence of a person of authority, like a police officer, I know how to behave appropriately if the situation calls for it. Just because I wasn't hit or spanked or swatted or hit with a belt or hit with a stick or locked in my room or smacked across the face when I was a kid does not mean that I grew up to be a disrespectful asshole. So I think people are fooled by these things. Like, why would you be in love with the idea of hitting children because you think 20 years from now it's going to teach them to be... Do you think every single person in prison was not spanked as a child? Because if your theory is right, that means nobody in any prison in the entire world ever got spanked or swatted or taken to the woodshed. And I don't mean beaten or abused because there are going to be some of them. But I just mean got your butt swatted, got your face smacked, got your neck grabbed, got your ears clamped, whatever it was. Ears clamped. You know, boom, oh. bang, smacked it beside the head. That's pretty harsh. <laughs> if that didn't happen to any single human who's ever been in prison. Oh. <laughs> Was my texting coming in? Um, then maybe your theory's right. But guess what? I bet there's millions of people in prison on this planet right now <laughs> who were normally spanked and uh, disciplined, as you would like to call it. And guess what? They ended up being criminals, rapists, child molesters, wife beaters, thieves, whatever. So you're fooled into this idea that that solves a problem. And that's just one of the many. But I just think, ugh. So don't be fooled. Good Halloween advice. So let me remind you about our websites, ascully.com and sid.com. You can catch us on Twitter and Facebook. You can catch this podcast on stitcher.com. Search for After the Show. Or just go to ascully.com, click on the word podcast. You can use iTunes, Xbox, RSS feed, whatever you like. Email feedback to me at ascully.com. Don't email Sid Talk. She doesn't want your stuff. Um, And finally, uh, stay classy uh, Halloween. And Mr. Pumpkinhead and Mr. Pinhead and Mr. Freddy Krueger and the ghost. Candyman. Yeah. Sandman. Is he creepy? Crawly? Yeah. Beetlejuice. The Scarecrow. Um, the the Hangman. No. <laughs> <laughs> the Executioner. Yeah. Who else is a creepy Crawly? All those people. No, who else? Who else are like big creepy characters that just jump out in your mind of as a Frankenstein, Dracula, the Wolfman, whoever's uh, possessing Reagan in The Exorcist. That's the devil, probably. <laughs> <laughs> um, Annabelle, whoever's in The Conjuring, creepy. Cool, this guy, Spinguli's fine. We're looking right at him on his Twitter feed. He's telling me right now he's going to be watching Frankenstein. Yeah. So, uh, yes, stay classy, all the Halloween monsters. Yes, and I'm going to say, think for yourself, or you're going to get fooled into letting someone do it for you.